Welcome to Malicious Mamas, a show that brings you tales of terrifying females from lore, legend, and everything in between. I am your host, Nikki Mandiola. Another week, another mama to bring to light. Ironically, this mama preferred the dark cover of the thick woods, but you get what I mean. A complicated figure, this week's topic may initially bring to mind the image of a malicious creature, although her persona may vary from this initial reaction. This, in doing what folklore does best, proves that nothing is always as it seems. Without further ado, let's get down to it. This week's topic is the Baba Yaga. Based in Eastern European folklore, the Baba Yaga has many interpretations. Most commonly, stories of her workings are found in Russian fairy tales. Diving into the etymology of her name, Baba refers to an old or married woman of a lower social class. This word could also stem from babushka, or grandmother. Yaga is the diminutive form of a Slavic name. As a wild old woman, the Baba Yaga is most often regarded as a witch and a magical protector of the forest. With this, she can either be seen as an evil villain or a mother nature figure. Most believe that the Baba Yaga is actually evil simply because of her looks. With a bony frame, a mouth filled with iron teeth, and a nose so long that it can touch the ceiling while she sleeps, we can't really blame people for thinking this way, can we? Due to her origins in several countries, the Baba Yaga acquired many representations. For example, in Bosnia or Croatia, we find a similar witch called the Baba Roga, donning a set of horns on her head to switch up her look. As a protector of the forest, Tales of the Baba Yaga's existence were used to teach children the importance of respecting the delicacy of nature. If they chose to disregard this lesson, the Baba Yaga would have her way with them, which usually ended up meaning she would eat them. You know, how witches do. Another use for her story was by parents who feared their children wandering too far from home. If these children encountered the Baba Yaga alone, well, let's just say it was snack time. Even knowing what could happen, some actually chose to seek out this witch. Now, here is where the dichotomy of her personality comes into play. As an old woman, she was known to be a wise, all-knowing member of society. While she sometimes was the antagonist, in regards to stories told to children, she could also be a figure of guidance. Many sought out her wisdom, knowledge, or help, but it should be noted that this was a very dangerous thing to do. Although she followed little to no societal morals, the Baba Yaga was known to keep her word. To get her on your side, however, was rather complicated. Just one misstep and you were witch food. First, one needed to approach the Baba Yaga with a pure and sincere heart. This was also important to show respect for her as an elder and have the proper care towards her forest creatures. Once that was all in place, the Baba Yaga developed a series of tasks to be completed, and if the seeker was successful, their wish would be granted. If one asked too many questions or gave her a response that she deemed unacceptable, the seeker was toast. And all of this could only happen if the seeker could first get past the appearance of her home. Located deep within the forest, the Baba Yaga's cabin, surrounded by a fence made of human bones and skulls, was situated atop a pair of long chicken legs. I mean, it's one way to get around, right? One legend stated that the home had no door, and only when uttering the magical phrase, 
Leave your back to the forest, your front to me, would it appear. It wasn't a typical door, as you might have already guessed, as its keyhole was a mouth filled with sharp teeth. In some tales, her home is also accompanied by three riders on horseback, one dressed all in white with a white horse, one red, and one black. The Baba Yaga referred to these riders as day, sun, and night, respectively. Her home was also equipped with invisible servants tending to her needs inside the cabin. If a visitor asked about her horsemen, the Baba Yaga had no problem in explaining who they were, but questioned her about her servants, and that's the end. Although her home was mobile, what with the chicken legs and all, the Baba Yaga preferred another type of transportation. She was known to either fly above the forest or just above its ground floor in a mortar, a kitchen tool shaped like a bowl, which used a blunt club-shaped object, or pestle, to crush or grind ingredients into a fine paste or powder. The witch would use the pestle as an oar, and if gliding along the ground floor of the forest, she would sweep away her tracks using a broom made of silver birch. It was traveling home one day in this fashion that the Baba Yaga encountered a visitor at her home. In a tale entitled Vasilisa the Beautiful, we meet a young Cinderella-type character. Vasilisa's mother passed away when the girl was only eight, leaving her father to remarry an unkind woman with two equally awful daughters. On her deathbed, Vasilisa's mother gave her daughter a doll, which she promised that if the girl continued to give her new companion a little drink and food, that whenever she needed help, it would be there. Being a merchant, her father was called away for a trip, leaving the girl in the care of her terrible stepmother. While away, the stepmother sold their home and moved her and the three girls out to a cabin in the woods. There, she had the girls complete several difficult chores, and if that wasn't enough, she insisted this all be done by the light of a single candle. When the flame went out, the sisters demanded Vasilisa venture into the woods for more light. With the help of her doll, the girl came across an odd-looking cabin in the woods. Swooping in at that exact moment was the Baba Yaga. Deciding to help the girl, the witch tasked her with some chores of her own. This included cleaning her house and yard, washing her laundry, and cooking the Baba Yaga a meal. At one point, the witch left her home, and the girl eventually became too exhausted to continue with her work. It was then that her doll companion came to life and insisted Vasilisa rest until morning while she completed the remaining tasks. When dawn broke, the Baba Yaga returned home to find everything finished to her liking. Curious how the girl managed to do this, the witch asked her what made her success possible. In response, the girl stated that it was only done with the blessing from her mother. Not really wanting a blessing staying too long in her home, the Baba Yaga gave the girl a lantern made from a skull complete with a glowing flame. Upon arriving back to the cabin shared by her family with her new light in tow, the flames leapt from the lantern and incinerated her stepmother and sisters. Sometime after this experience, Vasilisa married a Russian czar and brought her father to live with her and the royal family. Although the witch was helpful, albeit in a twisted way, Vasilisa's story does end on a happy note. As a powerful creature who played by her own rules, this proved that help from the Baba Yaga could sometimes come at a price.
On that note, let's conclude this episode. If you have any suggestions on mamas you'd like me to cover, or a spooky tale to share, please send an email to maliciousmamas at gmail.com. If you're looking for more mamas in your life, follow Malicious Mamas on Instagram. Also, if you could rate, review, and subscribe to Malicious Mamas on your favorite podcast app, it would really help the show find other spooky tale lovers as yourself, and I would greatly appreciate the feedback. Until next time, keep it real, mamas. <laughs>